Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Josh, Cody, I got 99 problems, but a flick ain't one. Get it? Um, no, you, actually. You tried. This is our like, 99th what? episode. We are almost centarians, right? But what's the flick? I don't understand. Oh, a, the real flicks. Centenarian. <laughs> Centenarian is a person who's 100 that or more years old. Fell. I can that I can always edit those out, but You're I'm not, not going, going to. to. I could. I'm I'm saying I could, but I won't. So we all look like idiots here. Exactly. And or you and me do. Yeah. When, when he's not, well, Josh is beef most of the time, so I don't even think he gets a chance to be an idiot. Here, Josh. <laughs> what's the most underrated superhero movie? Two thousand and three. What are we talking about? I don't even know. Say what's... What the one thing that you always want to bring up. What. Let's try it again. Two weeks. Hey Josh, what do, what do you think is the most underrated superhero movie of 2003? Directed by a foreign oh, director. That's right, Hulk, the masterpiece. Did you hear the beeps? I, I'm imagining them in my head. The metaphorical beeps, but they will be. Real I'm beeps. tweeting it out right now. Censor that. So today we are um, talking about some movies and stuff. Because that's what yeah, we do. Sometimes. 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 Uh, but before we do, let's let's get into some. I don't know. I, I I need to I need to grease up the wheels a little bit. I need to get some banner going. Sure, I'll tell you my woes. <laughs> On Friday night. Yeah. Excuse me, as I sound disgusting. I went and played racquetball by myself. You know, as one does. Is that? And I rolled my ankle. Bad. <laughs> to the Sad. point where I got. Scared that I wouldn't be be able to make it up the stairs. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die alone. Okay, screaming. I, I, we need to start at the top here. Racquetball. Yeah. Why? It's fun. Have you ever played racquetball? Yeah, it's like with the it's like a it's like tennis, but with on, with a wall instead of a net or another person. It's awesome. And there's like no, a glass you play, window. You, can, you play it with another person. Yeah. No, there's no other person. Or there is another person. Oh my gosh. It's fun. See, it's a fun game. No, I understand. Like games are great, but you got to do them with somebody else. Thrill I'm, of victory. Where do you where do you get the thrill of victory? Like whose face? It's not. Do you I got to. I got to just hit the ball. Do you spit in your own face or what? No, I I just listen to audiobooks and be happy. <laughs> what were, what audiobook were you listening to while you were playing racquetball by yourself on a Friday night? I'm wondering. Well, that one is a, was a Brandon Sanderson book, but okay. I listened to almost all of it. The book, it Stephen King's it. In that, you know, I think I, court. I think that Stephen King only named his book it because you'd have to preface it with Stephen King's, and that's like free press, you know. <laughs> so that, that's my conspiracy theory today. Right. That would make sense. All right, Josh, you have a tough act to follow. What is your, what is your bit for tonight? Hmm. Well, because I need something good. I don't like pencils. Yeah, pencils are kind of bullshit, aren't they? I like mm-hmm. pens. Yeah. Okay. I prefer pencils. But you have to, like, sharpen well, them. 
Give me a pants. good Dixon Ticonderoga any day of the week. Even Sunday? But that's and you the, have a you have a happy boy. That's an that's a hot take that I didn't know anybody anybody had really. But no, I'll go with pens. I'll go with pens. Uh, let's see. What's my bit? Oh Jesus! I don't even know. Um, oh, you know what's a really good road trip snack? Trail mix. Don't trail mix is good. No. Um, what are they called? Croissant. Oh. Like a like a buttered croissant. You know, they're like those. Bugle-looking things. They're great. I don't know. I drove to New York last <laughs> they night. And I just, They're super good. Yeah. I just bought like a four-pack and just, just gnawing on them. They're Delicious. just ethnic enough to make you feel good. <laughs> just to feel fancy. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Okay, so three solid bits, you guys. Somebody brought their A game. Somebody brought their B game. And somebody brought their F game. I'm not going to say who it was, well, but I think who. you know deep down. Um, so next... On the docket, there's real, there's literally, actually, no, I do have one. Thing. There's no docket. There's, I have a doc, a Google doc, if that counts. <laughs> um, and guess what? Just got the red highlight. Boom, finished. So Josh, so Cody, we, you were preoccupied with your, um, with your new umbrella business. I was at work, everybody. Oh. I have a job. This doesn't pay me. Yeah, the umbrella business. Yeah, yeah. You you make umbrellas from. Animal pelts. Does... Now I want to know: Do I give my place free press, or will people call and make fun gotta... of me? So probably not. You got a sponsor, baby. Cody's Cody's flesh umbrellas. Call today. It's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna buy it. <laughs> Somebody would it. I'd rather. I'd uh. I gather. But no. Uh, Josh and I talked about Blade Runner, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, left out the best part of the movie. I know. And I hear. You know. Here's what we're doing: Is I'm oh, giving you oh. a chance. To air your grievance oh, with us shit. and talk about what you think is the best part of Blade Runner, and this ties the into best, something else. So it's the the, the the best part of Blade Runner is the mo the most important part of Blade Runner, the thesis statement of the movie, if oh, you boy. would. It's the Tears and Rain speech performed by what's his fucking name, Rutger Hauer. Yeah, who's great. Mm -hmm. It's just the the best acted part of the movie. It's the best writing in the whole movie it's just really really the best part i really like it and you guys didn't say anything about it and it really made me upset that wasn't on that wasn't intentional like i, I knew know. that scene was in the back of my head it was it was in there i just didn't think of it at the time and that happens a lot but no i like that that's a cool scene that was improvised you know the whole story that rucker how kind of thought that up on the spot i guess and the delivery was just sort of it was like robotic but it was it was like humanity was trying to burst out of there but he just couldn't quite get it uh, exactly perfection it's pretty, yeah it's pretty that's a, that's a cool scene josh did that did you like that at all that i didn't even know that was a thing Ugh. what uh, that line or the I'm, just I, look up I the speech know. right now now that you don't have <laughs> no. the rest of the movie to make you bored or whatever oh i sent i sent some resentment there i'm not yeah. gonna say anything about it Oh, I feel like you it's want to. A, it's a four-minute scene, but oh, whatever. I thought you meant Josh's hot take on Blade Oh, Runner. I'm not going to say. I mean, it's, there's nothing I can do about it. Are you sure you can't I gave it him? two chances, five years apart. See you in uh, 2022, baby. <laughs> so that leads into a great, a bigger discussion about Blade Runner 2049. Is, for, people have seen it. The first reactions are out, and it's getting incredible reviews. 
I don't know. I I was a little nervous coming into it because like, you know, it's it's a sequel 35 years later after the first one, which those kind of go well. I can't think of any actually I can't think of any instances where a movie's that a sequel is that far apart from the original, but I don't know. It Star Wars. No, prequels. Those don't count. Yeah, they yes, do. they do. Those are movies. <sighs> Whatever. Those are movies that happened. Cody, how is your excitement for Blade Runner 2049? Steadily growing. Steadily. You fucked me up by uh, telling me they're doing a double feature the night a movie comes out. But I might not be able to go because I have class. You get unexcused absences in school. Yeah, you could. I don't know. I get one. Well, there, what there if I'm is. actually Time to use it. I need to check the syllabus. I'm actually not sure because this is a grad class and it's only once a week. Syllabus schmillabus. I think he'll understand. Like, hey, you know, Blade Runner? I don't. I don't go. think he'll understand. He's not that type of guy. You know what you should do? You should burn his house down. I'm not going to do that. Just burn his house right down. It would uh, ruin another teacher I have's house, too. They're married. It's weird. So just burn his house down. Uh, just his half? Yeah. <laughs> or just go in and individually burn all of his stuff. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Problem solved. You're welcome. And Josh, you are kind of ish, not really, but sort of excited. Uh, no, not really. When if he, when people that I know don't like the original come out and say it's great, then I will change my tune. Okay, I think that's an an inevitability at this point. It is just going to be so awesome, and we are going to play a game, not just a game, the, the game. game. This is chronology, my dudes. So, Josh, why don't you go first? I usually ask, but this time I'm just going to put my foot down and say you're going first. But I want to go first. Cody, shut your mouth. Fuck. Josh, (laughs) would you like one? Okay. One. Okay. Your thespian is... (laughs) Fuck you. What? (laughs) Your thespian. Thespian, that's a name for, that's what people call actors. It's a, it's named, a pretentious name people know call actors. I know who it is. Named after Theseus, mind you. Theseus, the Greek oh, god. you're even worse, chief. Whatever, man. So your, act, your thespian is Colin Firth, the human equivalent of a black lab. So your films are <laughs> Mamma Mia, oh. The Importance of Being Earnest, Magic in the Moonlight, and Pride and Prejudice. Four movies? That's how it's always been. I always thought it was three. No. No, it's it's four. Just go! <laughs> <laughs> what, were the, what were the middle two again? I'm just going to go through them all because I don't... Okay, go on. Mamma Mia, The Importance okay. of Being Earnest, Magic in the Moonlight, and Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? The... Nope, that movie was not featuring Colin oh, Firth. Oh. Thespian. Known Thespian okay. Colin Firth. But good try. Okay, I know... I think I know three of them. I don't know what Magic in the Moonlight is. I feel like that's a super old movie. So maybe like in the 90s? Or it could be one of those bullshit indies that came out and nobody saw it and it's like a year old. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say... I'm trying to remember when Pride and Prejudice came out. Just just so you know, you cannot ask Jeeves. 
what even is i don't even care anyway um it's like a, it's one of those random search engines that popped google. up that tried to like oh we can be we're I, cooler i call google. that google it was pre-google um okay i know now it's just ask.com i'm gonna i'm gonna search your name on ask.com see what comes why I know Mama Mia was 08. Joshua, hold on. Joshua C. Needle, attorney at law. That's him. We found him. Got him. Since 1977, my solo law practice. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, Where's this guy based? I might need him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he has probably his, like his email Little Rock, his, South Dakota. The email on his website is listed. It's like, you can call me or you can email me at jcneedle at verizon.net. Like, what? Oh, boy. That's not professional. Oh, my God. And he has a sec. Hold on. He has a section of his website called Josh and Caricature. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the best. I'm going to do a doppelgangers episode. I'm tweeting this out. I don't care. I'm sending it to you guys. I'm tweeting it out. Uh, all right. Sorry, Josh. I hijacked that. Okay. Ask Jesus. Um, so I think the first one is it's either the earnest one or Pride and Prejudice. I'm trying to remember. When did that come out? I feel like that's like 06. Okay, so I'm gonna say whatever it's called the important, important earnest, importance of being earnest. Yep. Uh, and then Pride and Prejudice, and then Mamma Mia. Oh wait, where did the other one go? Uh, yeah, the last one was Magic in the Moonlight. That you. Magic Man. Fuck. All right, you're taking too much time. So five count. Ooh. Okay. Five, uh. Four. Last. Put it. One. The so, fourth. Yeah. So your your order is importance of being earnest, Pride and Prejudice, Mamma Mia, Magic in the Moonlight. Yes. Eh. Woof. Pride and Damn. Prejudice, nineteen ninety five. The importance of being earnest, two thousand two. Mama Mia, two thousand eight. Magic in the Moonlight, two thousand fourteen. Get right, Cody. It is your turn. Okay. Your act, your thespian. Channing Tatum, baby. Julianne Moore, baby. Your films are Don John. Yeah. Children of Men. Psycho. Don John is great. And Crazy Stupid Love. Shit. Okay. So, Psycho is first. What's the, what's the Crazy Stupid Love? Is mm-hmm. that one of them? Yeah. That's not second. What's the movies again after Psycho? Not after Psycho, other than Psycho. So, it's Don John, Children of Men, Ugh. Crazy Stupid Love, and Psycho. Children of Men after Psycho, um, Crazy Stupid Love, and Don John. Boom. Yes, sir. You got it right. Nice. Nice. And I'm going to give you, just because it's your birthday, I'm going to give you six extra points. So, Cody, you're in first place. JFC. Wow. No, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. Well, uh, technically I can. No one's stopping you. Founder and what co-host about, of the Brew what about my podcast. Con- what about my conscience, Cody? Have you thought about that? No. Okay. I don't have one. Um, Josh, bring it. Do your worst. All right. All right. You will not you're get the best up. of me. Some market strong up in the air. All right. So your movies are Stardust. Okay. Revolver. Rock and Rolla. And the Martins. So I've heard of two of those, so that's a good start. All right, give me those again. (laughs) Stardust. Revolver. Rock and Rolla, and the Martins. Sardust. That's Matthew Vaughn, if I remember correctly. So, I know that that was like 
something like that. And then Rock and Roller was maybe 2007. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put those together for the for the time being. Um jeez. Hmm. So I haven't heard of Revolver or the Martins. So I, but I feel like I would have. But one of these has to be contemporary because they usually are. So, hmm. I feel like I want to put one behind Stardust and then one ahead of Rock and Roller. The Martins. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go The Martins, Stardust, Rock and Roller, and Revolver? That's not right. But that's my final answer. I'm going to stick with it. That is just like you said, not right. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> it's my game. You, you, didn't get a, you didn't get right either, so I don't really care. But how many points do I have in total? Not as much as me. Four. Four. No. Yeah, you have four points. No. Four. Add ten. Six. I, I don't know how to do math. I'm sorry. <laughs> He went to school for film, not for. I did. Math. I went to school for TV. That's even worse. Oh, okay. oh, Revolver's a Guy Ritchie movie, and the Martins is stupid, from what I can tell. And what? What is it? This, this doesn't movie matter. Come it's a out? movie. It's a movie. It's not even a real it movie. A, it's not real. It doesn't even have a poster on its Wikipedia page. It's not a movie. There's a poster. No, it does not. Not on its IMDb page. I, fuck IMDb, man. I don't think... Cody, is that a real movie? I've never heard of it. Directed by Tony Grounds. Who the fuck is that? No idea. Released September 2001. You said, you, you said that with such pride. It's released by Tony Grounds, guys. It's like, really? You no. know, famous director. What's he done? The Let's Tony see. Grounds. Let's look up his filmography. What does so he it's got? Probably, it's he probably has, that movie, just a bunch has, of porn. <laughs> a, bunch of uh, porn. a bunch of TV movies. Is this oh a TV boy. movie? And TV the Martins. Do not count. Is the Martins a TV movie? Because I don't think no, that should everything count. Else, Martins is literally the only non-TV movie he's done. You know what? I'm going to go. Let's see what Letterboxd thinks of it. It's above average. Rab Snyder. Rab Snyder is Martin. 82 people have watched this on Letterboxd. 82. That's it. I don't think that That's should count. That's a movie. I don't think that should count. Yeah, it's a movie. Say? Cody, do you think I should get a... I, I think you should. Okay, fine, Josh. That's them's the rules. That's some bullshit. All right, I got, I got some movies. All right, go for it. Throw them at me. Okay. Your movies are... Sunshine. Twice Upon a Yesterday. Captives. And Kick-Ass. Has he ever been in a mainstream movie? Yeah, Kick-Ass is pretty mainstream. Other than Kick-Ass and Kingsman? I haven't heard of a single one of these movies. Sherlock Holmes? He was in Green Lantern. Oh, does that really count? John Carter. Those are two movies that I... I forgot what... I forgot the Green Lantern because it was so bad. And I haven't seen John Carter. Did anybody? I think my dad did. (laughs) Very interesting. Papa Bear Redfield. Okay. So I know Sunshine was 07 and Kick-Ass was 10. Uh, Twice Upon a Yesterday. Oh, God. 
Um, <laughs> a really pretentious name for a movie. Yeah, literally. It's like everyone's wearing tweed in that movie. I mean, I I love tweed, so I probably shouldn't say. I've never worn tweed. I want I want some so bad. Clothes are gonna be my vice when I have like money. I'm just gonna be wearing ascots and get my fedora and all nice and. Everybody's gonna pick and... on you. No, I would never wear a fedora. Okay, so, oh man, I have not heard of Twice Upon a Yesterday or Captives. I think I've, I might have heard of Captives. It just sounds like a movie title, you know. Uh, like a very forgettable like January action thriller. That's hmm. I don't know. Fuck it. I'll go twice upon yesterday. Sunshine, kick ass, captives. Why not? That's the final answer. Uh, you are again not right. Great. So we did that all for nothing. Yep. Whatever. Editing. All right. Good job, everybody. I'm now in the lead. Cody with uh, 19 and a half points. Josh with four, and me with 11. So that's good. Uh, at least you have no. the characters, caricatures, Josh. At least you have the caricatures. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's move on and talk about Kingsman, the Golden Circle. So, Cody, why don't you start with your initial thoughts on Kingsman, the Golden Circle? Kingsman, the Golden Circle is the 2017 sequel to... No, it's it okay. It's pretty good. I liked it. I had fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I might as well go next. You said initial. Those are initial. Those are initial AF. Um, I li- I like this a lot. I I like this a lot. I think it. This is a cool movie. This is. I like it a lot better than um, Kingsman: The Secret Service, just because it. You know, we can finally get the training. You know, look at me. I'm gonna become a spy thing out of the way, which usually works okay, but. I don't know, that one, I didn't really care for it. And this, I mean, Vaughn is, I don't know, I feel like he is both the most overrated and underrated director working, if that makes sense. Like, whenever any property, any interesting property shows up, it's immediately like, oh, Matthew Vaughn's got to do it, of course. Like, really? Does he need to? But then I go and see a movie like Kingsman the Golden Circle, and I kind of realize why he's you know, talked about the way he's talked about. And this is a movie that I don't think a lot of other people could make. And I'm glad that he was, you know, behind the camera to do it because this, uh, the negative reviews to, that are getting thrown at this, I think are a little bit, a little bit silly. You're kind of, you're mad at him for doing what he does, which doesn't make sense to me. Like what what are the negative ones saying? Like, that it goes too far, and that it's, like, you know, what worked in the first one, it, like, lost its charm or its spark in this one, which... Yeah, I don't don't agree with that one. Yeah, I don't... That's something I just... It's just, like, a thing that people can say and not, like, well, why did it lose its spark? And they're like, I don't know, it just lost its spark. Okay, great. Good insight. We're used to it now. It's not new anymore. Yeah, and, like, why does it have to be... Why does it have to be new? Why can't this just just like Bond? This you know, Kingsman set up its world, and then, hey, here are the people that in you know inhabit this world, and here's what they do, and here's what they want, and here's what they're afraid of, and yada yada yada. And I think this does it does its job extremely well. I don't know what I was expecting other than this coming into a Kingsman movie because the villain is ridiculous and over the top. the The violence and gore is 
also ridiculous and over the top. It's got a a wicked and like down to earth kind of sense of humor. It's intentionally flamboyant and campy, and I don't know. I just if you ask me what a King's movie would be like, and sh- then it, I would describe something. That was basically this, and I had a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, so, Josh, initial thoughts on Kingsman the Golden Circle? Uh, I thought it was awesome. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't like it as much as the first one. The first one's one of my favorite movies, like, in recent memory. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, and like I said, Matthew Vaughn, I love the guy. Uh, I, I thought it was really good, really solid sequel. It was, I get where people are coming from. That it's like it's it's more, it's, uh, like too much of the craziness, and like less of the charm, I guess you could say. But like, I don't agree. I think it has, I think it does. It is like wackier, like it's sillier. Some of the like crazy, uh, really like insane stuff in it is like amped up, but it still has like the heart and the fun and the character stuff that I loved in the first one. Um, it's not perfect. I mean, I I have some issues with it, but overall it's like, it's fun movie. Uh, it's another really good Matthew Vaughn movie. It's probably my, it's my least favorite of his movies, but it's like, it's still really good. Um, and I would gladly see another one. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. We can start up at the top in the, you know, this movie did something that I that I just could not, I couldn't believe it did this, and that it killed everybody in the first yeah, twenty minutes. That was why I didn't care for that, honestly. Yeah, that was one of my problems with it. Okay, so they did it so irreverently too, though. That's the like, thing; they didn't make a big deal about it, which I guess is fine. They, for, you, they did, did, you did have that line did, where but, it's like, "Oh, you can cry when the mission's done," which they did, but they didn't. Good. Like they kind of like try to do a have your cake and eat it too. It's like let's just kind of do this, throw this under the rug and just move on, but also, like, have that little funny scene where they're, like, crying. And, I mean, it was funny, but it's, like, I, I really like I know, I but like what do you Roxy expect from a, a Matthew Vaughn Kingsman movie? Like, the, 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 series, get, yeah, I, the series isn't asking us to take this seriously. Like, you know, whether you have a, you I know, I, I don't know, but what do you, whether you have, like, an emotional connection to the characters is fine, but that's not what, I don't think that's what Matthew Vaughn really wants to do here he wants to spin he wants to spin the genre on its head and say oh so that's oh this is how you make a blockbuster you know in 2017 okay so i'm just gonna do the exact opposite and make it work like that the movie is really it's kind of i understand how you say have your cake and eat too but it's kind of these are kind of parodies in a way yeah it, it, it well i think it's more of a satire but well, there's nothing satirical about it. I'm just no. That's this is what satire is. A parody is spaceballs. That's a straight up parody. Um, but this is okay. What do you uh, say, Cody? Satire or parody? Well, that's not a parody. Um, because it's not making fun of anything directly. But I guess it's a satire. If I have to choose mm-hmm. one of the two, I think it's just a really good spy movie. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Um, that doesn't adhere to gender norms, you cis scum. <laughs> but like you were saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, you can change it on, up on its head, but like that doesn't mean it's good. At least not to me. I'm not saying no. I don't. I don't think just like if in the next Batman movie they, you know, the 
you know, the very the second scene of the movie, Batman gets hit by a truck, and then just some random guy becomes Batman. You're like, oh, Batman's dead. So he, just, he spends the whole movie in a in a bed. Crippled. No, no, he no, he dies. That's oh, well, that would just be. No, but like I think for, I, like I said, I don't I don't think flipping things on its head is immediately makes it good, but it does make it stand out. Where I can, I can respect this movie a hell of a lot more than, you know, and I I don't I hate to do this, but I also don't. But like I respect this. Don't a hell do of a it. Lot don't more. do it. I do. I hell I respect this hell of a lot more than Marvel. A hell of a lot more than Marvel. And this this is both more realistic to what it would be like to be this kind of person in this kind of world. And then, and like I said, they don't care, know every, every little biographical detail about people. They just like, okay, well for this story, we need to kill them and we need to kill like everybody at once. And then immediately change up the dynamics before we've even set one in. Because like, you know, the beginning of this movie of, Oh, we've blown up the Kingsman headquarters. That would happen in like movie three or four probably even probably four in any other franchise really and they do it to start out movie two and that's that's cool i like that i like that they're willing yeah it's to go fine there. but where does it go from here like i don't know but that's that's the exciting part i don't know where it goes from here maybe this goes in a completely different direction i'm not even expecting and i think that's anything is in the cards with these movies well not anything but there's a lot more in the cards of what could possibly happen in this in the Kingsman franchise than just about any other right now. Like Mission Impossible, you kind of know what you're going to get. Marvel, you sort of we pretty much know what we're going to get. DC, we pretty much know what we're going to get. Kingsman, it's like I don't know because the last movie they killed everybody, and I can't think of any other blockbusters or franchises that have done that. Didn't they basically do that in uh, Skyfall? No, I mean they killed Bond, but they didn't kill like MI6. Most of the people. No. Didn't their place blow up? Yeah, but not all of it. Just like M's office. And like, yeah, the, like a bunch of people died, but none of them were main characters or even side characters. No, I agree with you, Josh. I don't, you shouldn't like something just because it's ballsy, but I like it because it's, ba- it's ballsy, breaks conventions, and it works really well. And I don't doubt that they've got a roster of people, whether they're from the comics or just from Vaughn's own head, that they can pull and you know, repopulate this world while still making it interesting. Because there's a whole... We haven't seen, a th- you know, 5% of everything that could be done with a statesman. There's so much that you can you can do with those guys, especially. So, um, But you... But Cody, you, did, you said you liked the... I didn't the, like the way they okay. did that. I don't think they should have done that. Why is that? I just I think there's more potential that there's more of a story to tell with more characters alive. Well, they killed um, they killed Michael Gambon and they killed the girl, right? Yeah. Who else was? JB. The dog. Okay, that's not a character. That's a dog. Jack Bauer, baby. I know, but that's Jack Bauer. He didn't speak. Maybe he He did. Might be a very good boy. Speak good. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. You know, yeah, there's bloodshed and there's carnage, but not a lot of it. I mean, you didn't lo- really lose that many people. Uh, and then Josh, you didn't, you didn't like it. No, I just, again, I just, I think it, I just thought it was unnecessary. I think there was other ways you could have gone about okay. doing that. I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, I liked it. I thought it was cool. So and I that's guess fine, Mason. We yeah. still like you. I don't think you do. 
we've passed a note. Do you like me? Check yes or check no. Uh, just after every show. Um, let's talk about the villain then, because this uh. is what I'm most excited about going forward. Is that Vaughn is he writes such fantastic antagonists, no matter what he does, like dating back to Layer Cake or like uh, even Sebastian Shaw in X Men First Class or Kick Ass um, Big or not Big Daddy. Yeah, that's um, the, Mark he's... Strong's character in Kick Ass. He was the main bad guy. Big Daddy just overshadows him. Unfortunately, Big Daddy like, was amazing. I can't think. That movie's so good. Yeah, it's a pretty good film. Um, but his no, he writes his villains so well. And Poppy, I don't know, man. There's not much on the surface that I can say. Oh, that about her. Like that thing that she does is cool, or that thing that she does is cool. Just this the the, the strangeness of that character is. I just couldn't get enough of her. I I know the, the movie was kind of. I can see where people are saying it's choppy, where it's just sort of, it's intercutting Poppy for five seconds and then going on to what Eggsy and everything is doing. But I just loved her, like the, the the little world in the middle of the jungle that she builds and how much she likes Elton John and all that. I, I don't know. It's something about something about that worked for me. Um, what'd you guys think of Poppy? Uh, I really liked her. I didn't think she was anywhere near as good as Samuel L. Jackson's villain, but. Uh, she was she was a lot scarier. I think she did a lot more damage. Know. It's because she was just crazier. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I feel like she was just. They were just trying to do Samuel L. Jackson again, and didn't do a very good job of it because she wasn't as good as him. Well, I don't. Know. They they had their differences. He was out in the spotlight, and she was. Um. She's kind of like trying to get into the spotlight and and legitimize her life basically, and she's got. You know the the fifties nostalgia and like you know, I mean, she grinds that guy up, turns him into a burger, and feeds him to somebody. So I don't know. Dude, that was Gosh. weird. That was who awesome. knew that was gonna be foreshadowing. God, spoilers, everybody. You didn't like that, Josh? Oh, I know, I liked it. It was just like again, it's it's one of the things like I liked that the movie kind of just went for it with the over the top silliness. There, I do agree. With some people, it's like sometimes it's like that is just it's so crazy that it's like. Because the what, first one is like it has example, that like what instances did jumped out at you? It was like okay, that's a little bit much. The the burger thing, really? um, yeah, it's just like really she grinds people up and feeds them to people. Yeah, that's like, awesome. That's, What's wrong with that? All right, I I don't know. It was it was weird. It was a little much for me. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought that Josh would be squeamish about? It's not squeamish. It's just like this is really that's what we're doing. We're doing cartoon characters now. It's like I don't cartoon know. character <laughs> grinds like, somebody up and turns into a burger. Like when people are ground up, they don't turn into meat patties. So what? A lot of weird stuff happens in these movies. You draw the line at meat at human bur- human burgers, man. Well, to be fair, that's probably the weirdest part of the movie. I know, but like in Kingsman One, he you know does a uh, Samuel Jackson like does a signal that turns everybody into flesh eating zombies or whatever. Yeah, that's a little there. weirdly enough. That's felt more realistic. But it's you know, but they're, but it's not you know, like. No, it's not. But it's still. I'm just tra- I'm just trying to understand where there's ways to make stupid, silly things feel more in tone with everything else and more grounded. And that was just one of those things. I was like, oh, that's a little. Yeah, but how's that not? In- I, it didn't bother me. I just thought it was. No, I'm like, I'm curious. Like, how is that not in tone with the Kingsman world? It's done worse than that. Because it's from a, it's movie. like right out of a, a 
Saturday morning cartoon. No, I've it's never more seen, out of a I want to see. Book. I want to know about the cartoons that you're watching, and the, then because I think I was missing out. Because that's not, that's awesome. I don't. I don't I'm saying I disliked it. I just thought it was a little out there. Yeah, that's the Kingsman franchise. It's what they do. I expect them to be out there. Um, and so, rein it in at some point. Why? Because that's how you keep quality and consistency. Which they totally did. Mm. I cannot believe I'm defending a Kingsman movie to, against this you weird? right now. <laughs> Trump's America, man. I know. It's just every day. I think you liked this movie more than me. So. I did. I definitely did now. I mean, we'll, I guess our ratings will show, we'll tell the whole story, but as of right now, I liked it a hell of a lot more than you needed, it sounds. I really liked it. But I one just, thing I know. didn't like that I know we're going to butt heads on, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold off for right now, but Cody, what did you think about Elton John? I loved him. Okay. He's hilarious. He's not a good actor, but he's super funny. <laughs> okay. Josh? I really liked oh, it. Oh, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. That was a little bit much for me. <laughs> but you think that, that's where you draw the line? You draw the line at You Kenny? draw the line at Elton John, but not human Well, first birds. of all, I hate homosexuals. First of all, no, of course Whoa. not. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I like Elton John. It's just, I don't know. You just popped up too much. I was like, go away, Elton John. We're busy. We're doing Elton stuff. Elton John in his in his feather outfit showing up in front of the robot dogs saying, I'm a friend, and defending Colin Firth was brilliant. It was interesting, oh. but I don't know. Just go away, dude. We're busy. We're doing stuff. No, You're just was, getting in the way. I don't know. It's funny. He was funny the first couple of times. Then it's like, does, did somebody owe Elton John a favor? Like, does he have dirt on, on Matthew Vaughn? No, it's Vaughn just Elton like John. Because why not? It's Elton John. Well, I guess we're on opposite. So my my why not is, feet is you know, cannibalism, basically. And yours is Elton John. Or the other way around or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, it, just, it was a little bit much for me. Like, a, a nice little cameo would been fine, but he becomes, like, a, a significant part of the movie. I just felt like that might have been a little bit... It's a running joke. I know, but there's this, you know, there's an old saying where you can do three jokes, as, or three times you can make a joke and then until it, be, it starts to get old. Like, so you what know, you're saying is they should have reined him in a little bit. I'm not saying reined him in, just used him less. <laughs> Very different. I don't know, maybe I just really like cannibalism, and I'm just disappointed that nobody ate him, or he didn't eat anybody. No, you, I mean, you, you were joking in the beginning, but I think you might actually hate gay people. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love HGTV. Um, I actually do love HGTV. <laughs> is that a thing still? Yes. HGTV is Why? peak. South Park satirized it, so it's like, it's confirmed. Um, it's so, a couple of more... Did you say satirize? Satirize. No, set. You can satirize. Satirize. Things. I I hear satirize. Satirize does not sound well. Yeah, satirize. That's that's hitting the wrong consonants, bro. Um, God. That's just that's that's pronunciation. That's not a, an opinion. That's just how things are. Um, <laughs> going going back to the kind of over the topness of it. Um, when the guy got chopped in half by the lasso. That was cool. And when the guy got, and then when the guys got torn, yeah, or the guys are no, it was just one guy he got like torn apart by Poppy's dogs. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. This is like this yeah. movie is like a mix of Sin City and you know, and 
I don't know, one of the Roger Moore era Bonds. It's just so like, okay. And that's what that's what I like that. about these movies. They're like they're the campier kind of Bond movies, but like a 21st century R-rated version of them. Yeah. And they're they're awesome. It's a smart idea like to them. fill that role that if nobody else had, you know. Yeah. I'm down for um, it. Did, did speaking of the dogs, what did you guys think of the dogs? Yeah, Cody, go ahead. They're kind of silly. Don't really fit in with the lore of the series, but it's whatever. I liked them. I think they were kind of they were neat. I think I think that the advanced robotics kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe, but she did. She is worth two hundred forty billion dollars. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it. You're right. Um, I mean, you're right. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess the thing that rubs me the wrong way about both Kings and One and Two, it's like. That I understand you have to do with a Bond, you know, if you're making a Bond spoof, that's a hallmark of a Bond villain, is, like, do we have to have, like, the global, you know, evil plan? Like, with it, with the last one, it was the cell phones or the internet or whatever, and this one was drugs, and it's like, I, if anything, I think these movies should keep it s- as small as they can, not try to go, you know, to, to be different, not try to go too big, you know? And I guess the last... I guess the current Bond movies have really gone small, so maybe it, that was in it was in reaction to that. But um, espionage, and again, this is kind of expecting a more literal, um, a l- more literal world. But espionage is all about like it's not what happens; it's what is prevented from happening. You know, and I don't. Know, I just they I, never they never really get there in time to fix what's what they're trying to stop. Yeah, yeah. They, they usually of, stop it right in the middle of everything. Yeah, they're kind of bad at that, aren't they? <laughs> Um, and this one just kind of felt too, like, the endings just felt a little bit too similar, because in the last one, they were, like, cutting back to Eggsy's mom, like, almost killing her daughter, or whatever, and this one, it was, like, it was this friend who was getting all blue and gross, and, I don't know, it just, it, that was a little bit too familiar, and, you know, I, I just think they could have done something, you know, different and inter- interesting, because people already go into this knowing it's gonna be unconventional and zany, so, maybe, I don't know, keep that going. I, don't know. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was fine, it was just... You know, I could. I'd rather they just stop Poppy from doing what she did rather than, st- you know, getting it midway through. But whatever, small gripe, small gripe. Uh, so quick, quickly, uh, guys, I want to get your ranking of John Denver movies. So Cody, why don't you go ahead? Okay, uh, movies where John Denver was a major plot point. Yeah, exactly. Right now, I'm gonna give Alien and. Kingsman and Ty, and then throw Logan Lucky at number two. Okay. So my number five is Okja. My number <laughs> four is... Mm, ah, moment of truth here. Wow. Uh, my number four is going to be f- Free Fire. My three is Kingsman. Number two, Alien Covenant. Number one, Logan Lucky. Josh, go ahead. I've only no seen, seen the two, haven't you? I've seen, I've seen two movies. One of them's Alien, one of them's Kingsman. The better one is Kingsman. So, well, Okja, you, you saw Okja, right? No, I don't know anything about what, what, what was an Okja. Annie's song, "You Fill Up that... My Senses," like that I one. Guess. Yeah, sure, that counts. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. And some. So did you both see that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Was it as liberally annoying as I thought it was going to be? Oh hell yeah! It's literally... I liked it. It's Peta. It's Peta the movie. It's you should feel I'm, like a I'm the one that liked it of of us. Yeah, I don't know. No, I you liked don't it. Like no, Josh, don't, don't get me wrong. I liked it. I thought it was a cool movie, but oh my god, lay off. I just think no, <laughs> I just think like hardcore militant vegetarians are mentally ill. So that's that's just me. 
Like, yeah, if, like, hey, I don't need animals. I don't like how they treat animals. Sure, whatever. But it's like dumping the blo- buckets of blood and calling me a murderer. It's like, go fuck yourself. Leave me alone. Go eat Steak's a salad. Yummy. You lo- go eat a salad, you loser. I'm gonna have. This I'm just thing. saying, Mark Strong singing "Take Me Home, Country Road" made me almost cry. So, um, which you'll hear at the end of this episode. So basically, I, I looked this up, and you know, because if if nobody had written a "Why Is There John Denver" music in movies this year article already, can uh, I guess? Can I guess? Oh sure, go ahead. Um, his copyright ran out. Nope. No. <laughs> No, his estate's just like, hey, people like our, people like his music. We should put it in stuff, and they put it in stuff. I don't know, pretty anticlimactic, huh? Yeah, I kind of wanted to, to go somewhere else. What do you think he like died or something? Well, he died he's twenty dead. years ago, man. Well, dead. like like died again. I don't know. Wait, I thought is that John Denver Jesus? Oh my god! <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, finally, we can use "Take Me Home, Country Roads" his best song, and you can. Fight me I mean, on it's, that. it's like one of the only songs of his I actually know. So I, I think it's one of the only songs of his anybody really knows, to be honest. Pretty with you. much, and and for good reason. It's a great song. So yeah, so Vulture put the article get, article get together, and so there's been an uptick in meaningful feature film requests for Denver's music in the last few years, in in part because those who love Denver's music as kids are now adults able to make those requests, and basically. <laughs> Um, if you want to use a, Don- a John Denver m- song in your movie, you have to like pitch it basically and tell you then tell the people behind his estate who have control of it why John Denver song and no other could is appropriate for this scene, and then they give it away. Okay, so Faden, um, John Denver's estate, Mark or what's this guy's name? Matthew, Matthew Vaughn walks into a room and. A man sitting in a uh, revolving chair turns around Emperor Palpatine style in episode six. The Jedi. <clears throat> Why do you want to use Oh, it's literally Palpatine. Okay. Roads, and he's petting some weird dog that's not a robot. <laughs> I don't know, did, I but, or maybe it was a robot quick. and that's where Vaughn was inspired. John Denver's dog. I was just wrote in dong. <laughs> his, do- his dog's not alive. Dog's no, it's dead. not. I'm just saying. I want to oh. see what kind of dog he had. Probably a golden retriever. You're right. Oh, really? 100% correct. I mean, that's not a very creative guess, to be honest. There might be a yellow lab. I don't know. Same thing. Looks like a golden retriever. But, like, what, where did, why did John Denver need to be, like, what, what about the scenes, or the scene, well, there's, there's just one scene, what about the scene called for his music to be in there? Well, it brings everybody together. I don't know. For I can see Logan Lucky's yeah. is "Take Me Home, Country Roads" is a song that everybody always wants to sing when it comes on. Exactly. In Alien Covenant, it's like um, it's Danny know. McBride's song. That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah, that or thematically, it's like "Take she's Me Home." Right, as in trying to go home, find yeah. where she's coming from. Or like that's the home, like the birthplace of humanity, kind of, sort of, because. Or, I don't know. There's something to do. There's a correlation between Take Me Home and then the David creating life or whatever. Free Fire, which I don't, neither of you guys saw. I like, want to see that. I might was, go and rent that. That looks so good. good. So good. It's People hate it, and I don't understand why at all. It's great. Um, uh, but like, but in Free Fire, the movie's set in the 70s, so it just is on the radio. And then Okja, <laughs> like, you know, Okja lives in like, the, in, like, Vietnam or something like that where there's, you know, a bunch of hills and Annie's song is all about like mountains and rivers and blah blah blah. 
I mean, there's a song called Rocky Mountain High. Why don't they use that one? Because I think that's too close to Colorado. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But this one, it's like, it's... I don't know what I don't know what Vaughn said in the pitch meeting to get them to let him use this. I can't. I've been racking my brain since I saw it. Can't think of anything. So maybe just like, I like John Denver. It's like okay, sure, whatever. That's, I'm fine with that. Um, so let's see. Um, are we? Sounds like we're starting to wrap up. Is that true? Possibly. Because we need to talk about the best shot in the whole movie. What would that be? The vagina shot. Oh my god. <laughs> Really earning that explicit tag today. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are people a... mad about that? I feel like people are mad about that. I, I, I'm going to say something that that's I, like, I never thought I would say. Hold on. That's like being mad for Carlin, at Carlin for swearing, though. It's like that's what he – or South Park for being vulgar. It's like that's what they do. So if people are annoyed at that, they can shut up. I, my problem with that scene is just it's so long. And, you know, movie's <laughs> already pretty long, and you could probably trim that a little bit or, you know, do something completely different if – I don't know, but Josh, what do you think about it? I, I felt weird about it, honestly. Because you respect women, right, TM? I don't know. I was just watching. I was like, normally when people are like, oh, this is misogynistic or something in a movie, I'm like, yeah, you need to relax. But like with this, I was like, eh, I don't I don't completely disagree. I kind of see where was, some people might be coming from. Because Josh, it, was miso- it was misogynist-ish. Jesus Christ. Yes. Sure. I don't think it was misogynistic. It was an integral part of the movie. It was necessary. I mean, I don't know. What, no, it's, what does this misogynistic mean, though? It's just, I don't know. It's very. Because, like, can we just remind everybody that Magic Mike made, like, a couple hundred million dollars? Okay. And, like, yeah. more than not, once. The fact that men do this more, do this, is because we do it more, not we're the only ones that do this. Like, we do it more, yeah, obviously. But it's not, you know, misogynistic is defined as strongly prejudiced against, against women. I don't know if it's prejudice. It's just like a little high It's subjectified a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was it not a celebration of the female body? It's true. It's like that, that you know. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought about it. I was like, this, you could have probably found another way to do this. I'm sure they could. I, it just felt weird sitting next to people while I was watching that. That's all. It's like, hi. Luckily for me, there was two other people in the theater. Oh, good for you. Yeah. They were all sitting behind me. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird time for that guy to be clapping. I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um. What's going on. But let's talk about the cast a little bit. We talked. I mean, we talked about Magic Mike, so we might as well start with Channing Tatum. I thought he was cool. He was fine for the four seconds <laughs> he was in the movie. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know. Here's what I think. Channing Tatum is already a star. But you know who isn't a star yet? It's Pedro Pascal. Pedro and... Pascal is a star. Right. Me. Because he was on Game of Thrones. Oh, he I thought you were talking about the, the Pokemon. Okay. Oh, no. No, that video sent was insane. You got it. Guy's freaking head blew up. It's amazing. But That's I... the saddest scene in Game of Thrones. Second saddest scene in Game of Thrones. Because he shows up six episodes earlier and is the best person on earth. Right. And just gets demolished by the mountain, and it's not fair because the mountain's a piece of shit. Hashtag sad. You know that... I cry a, every time. His name is Oberyn Martell. Okay. Oberyn Martell. His okay. sister's Elia Martell. The mountain raped her, killed her children, murdered her. See, that's, you know going, that? that's going too far, Josh. That's misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say it. Um... <laughs> 
hot takes. Yeah, but no, I knew nothing about you know Pedro Pascal. I like I've, apparently I've seen a couple of his movies, like The Adjustment Bureau, but um, which he wasn't like a big part in, but he was just sort of in it. Um, Adjustment Bureau, underrated movie by the way, but I'm down to see him more. I thought he was awesome, and he's. He just he's cool. Like he's got that level of cool. Like he's he's like Antonio Banderas. He just exhumes cool. Well, he hit his accent really well in this movie. I was very impressed. Unless I don't know, maybe that's his real accent. Yeah, he just sounds and the Texan one from, to me. The one from Game of Thrones is not. Oh, and don't, I'm pretty sure he's like from Mexico. I have no idea though. I'm just a racist, maybe. Well, his name is Pedro, so that's not that. But far that's off. just me assuming. Hashtag. Ass out of you and me. <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's it's see where he's from thing. before I sound like an asshole. That's okay. He was born in Santiago, oh, shit, Chile. He's from Chile. God damn it! I'm a. But he was bullet. raised in Orange County in San Antonio, so I feel like you're vindicated. All right, I'll give it. And he went to Tish in New York, so he's, yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. Josh, what do you think about Pedro Pascal? Have you did you know about him beforehand, or do you want to see him a lot now that you know him? He, he's. He's certainly an actor. What? Do you not that's like That's all him? I know about him. But like, okay. No, so he's good. I just, okay, I, that's what I'm asking. I know nothing about him. Okay, so, so did I, but I think he's what awesome. About? But like, do you want to see him in more? Oh, yeah, he's good. I liked him. Yeah, okay. It's like he, this, Pedro Pascal and the other pilot, the blonde guy in Dunkirk, are like my two, wow, you are, you made the most of that, and I want to see you do great going forward. Um, so I'm on the Pedro Pascal bandwagon. You can take it we to the did bank. It. Yep. <laughs> um, Jeff Bridges was also in this movie for another two seconds. I mean, he was <laughs> he was only on they one got a set. lot of really big names. Yeah, for like a three second cameo, and I don't understand and it. Emily Watson and Bruce Greenwood, the pres, the chief of staff and the president. So like, yeah, that was weird. They were the Leo didn't and randomly Jed, show basically. up. Well, I mean, that's Bruce Greenwood's not exactly like an A-list actor. That's kind of the perfect role for him. Is sort of slide he's a in. Notable, he's still a note. Every people know him. I know, but like, he's not. It's not like Robert Downey Jr. casting Robert Downey Jr. as the president. You like, know what? He he is. He's oh, it's that guy. That's him. Yeah, oh, I couldn't him. think of his name. It's like, oh, what's his name? And I, I love him. Nothing wrong with that. He was really funny in that movie. Yeah. Do you think that's what President Trump would do? Oh my In that God. situation? He's, Josh, he just said it. Sound the alarm. Wee, wee, Shit, I mean, President wee, wee. Daddy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I, on a side note, because you brought it up, somebody is, I saw a lot of people talking about, like, oh, this movie's like too political. It's like, oh, it's bashing Trump. And, oh, that's Trump would like that scene. It's like, what scene? Didn't seem political to me. Other than the fact Did that this it had movie, a president was in. this movie filmed when he was president? No, couldn't have been. I mean, it was filmed probably during the election. Yeah. Pr- pr- There's no way they knew he was going to be the president. Principal photography started in May 2016 in Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. That that sentence has never been uttered before in all of existence. <laughs> I'm glad we were here to experience that. And additional footage was filmed on location in December 2016. So, eh. Initial filming was think... done in... Uh, initial filming was done in September of 2016. Then they got... They must have done reshoots or pickups in December. So, so unless they they filmed his whole part after the election to 
get the president like yeah. as close to the real president as possible. Yeah, but let's dig into that. Did that... it seem like did the president really make that big of a of a difference? I guess like was he? I think I think the movie no, he been... just kind of showed up. Yeah, like the, I think the movie could have been done fine without him because like his chief of staff, the girl with, who you know, ends up getting taking the drugs or whatever, like she gets a story arc, which was interesting. Like she becomes president, which that's not how that works, but whatever. I don't know. Maybe that was added. <laughs> that seem, but like that seems like something Matthew Vaughn would do, though. You know, like it would if somebody said, "Oh yeah," and he added all this president stuff and like putting like showing him in handcuffs after the election. I'll be like, "All right, that's that sounds like Matthew Vaughn to me." I mean. I know he's British and probably doesn't really care, but he likes to, prov- you know, provoke a little bit. But, hmm. What do you guys think? Am I am I a conspiracy theorist, or do you think I'm on the hunt? I'm, I gotta, I'm on the trail, you know? I didn't really think twice about it, so... Neither. I'm only thinking about it because Cody brought it up, so... That's, I haven't been stewing on that, but Cody, what do you think? Um, I honestly don't know what the question is. Do you think the president stuff was added in later? Oh, after? Um, no. Okay. That's fine. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. That's okay. That's fine, bud. That's okay. Um, You're see. still the founder and co-host of the Real Flix podcast, so. I am on the masthead, that's for sure. I'm diluting your shares, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the social network. Um, Great movie, by the way. Uh, Any final thoughts? Any? I'm going to come and close your laptop shut. Shut hard. <laughs> Real hard. Uh, anything else you guys liked or didn't like? Or... Uh, let's talk about the action scenes. Sure. Um, do you feel like they were just trying to emulate the church scene from the first one? In style or in shock value? Style, not shock value. Because I don't think that scene hmm. in the first one, I don't think that's all about the shock value. I think that's more about just the action See, I don't, I don't know. I've heard people talk about the action sequences, like, oh, the CGI is all over the place and they're impossible to follow, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, I thought they were fine. They're pretty cool. I like their action sequences. They're kind of done in one shot, and you can, um, you know, they're just they're just fun. I don't know. What do you think, Josh? Or are they as good I don't, as I the haven't, church scene? I haven't seen the church scene since I saw it in theater, so I'm, I don't think I can speak to that. But. Look it up again. Just watch it. Okay. Josh, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I thought the action was great. Uh, not as again, not as shocking as in the original, because that was like insanely violent and insanely like stylized. And this was just kind of more of the same, but it was it was fun. I didn't think it was done too much. Can I ask you something real quick? They do because it does that like it does that like what? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't. I thought you were done. No, that's fine. Okay. What is what does it mean when people say something is stylized? Like it's a very distinct like it's not normal. It's just like Zack Snyder, I would describe as stylized. I know, but or what Matthew is Matthew Vaughn's action. But like what is normal? Like, you know? like doesn't every director like, kind of do their own thing? A normal action? action scene is what a normal a normal like a normal action scene, um, a random fight scene in the Avengers. That's a, a normal action scene. A stylized some or a stylized this kind of action would be. I know, but I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching something this scene I watch now. Yeah, I'm watching this scene now, and it's like you know, it's it's kind of one take ish. 
and the camera moves around a lot. And the one, the way the camera moves in and out, and it seems very one take, and it's fast, and it's um, like it's very, very in your face, and it's cut brutal. Like it, there's when I think stylized, I think this is a specific director's way of shooting this kind of thing. I don't know. Okay. That's, I guess it makes sense. Most of the time it's used like to say it has colors. Like people say drive is stylized. I was like, just shut up, please. You don't know what you're talking about. Like Blade Runner stylized. eh, I I don't know. I just, I wouldn't call Blade Runner stylized. It's got its own aesthetic. What do you mean? Just Josh doesn't think so because it doesn't have action in it. I think because you know action is stylized, not just you know stuff. Wow, he really goes. Not all even way. that. It's like he really goes all the way in this scene, doesn't he? We so ah. <laughs> like that Edgar so Wright, like Edgar Wright. I think is a definitive. Like that's when I think stylized or stylish. But that's just editing. Of... He just edits his his stuff and like move. I don't know. That's, when I think of that's still that's still a style. Direct editing is a major part of directing. I know, but to say that something is stylized, you have to first accept that every single like that every action movie or action or action scene that isn't that is done the same way. Like every action scene is done in a different way to some degree, you know? To like so to say something stylized, it's like what in what what's the style is what I is something that nobody ever Matthew Vaughn in style. Edgar Wright's specific style in his movies. Yeah, but or what Zach style Slater. is that? Either. Or But what style is it? You can't just say it's style. It's not it's What what's the style? It's the style you're watching in that in that scene right now. I already finished the scene, so now you look like a fool. Haha. <laughs> you Got fucking it. idiot. You moron. No, I don't know. It's just It's just something that people are just like, Oh, and it's stylized and I'm just like, but how? And they just don't say. But whatever. That's bad criticism, you can't I guess. Describe and define everything. You can if you try hard enough. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna give cri- criticism boring. and critique, then you should be able to explain what you're saying. I don't know. It's just me. That's uh, not how that works. I think it is. Oh, whatever. Uh, any not. other further likes, dislikes? John, Favorite action scene. Ooh, that's good. I think the end with the dogs. I like that. That was cool. Oh, really? Yeah. What was yours? I liked um, Colin Firth and. Taron Egerton fighting Pedro Pascal. Yeah, that was cool. He he got he got uh he got he got squished up too. I wish that ended differently. With him getting squished up the other way, I'm surprised that didn't happen. That like somebody got in, somebody went in their feet first. That's what I was expecting. It's like uh, that'd be the worst. Oh oh my god, that'd be funny. Could you imagine? Fargo did it. They put a guy in a wood chipper. That's cool. Feet first though. Think so? No, they did head first. That's that's something somebody can do. Go feet, go feet first. Yeah, that'll oh. that's some shock value. There you go. That'll be my stylization. In every movie I ever make, there will be a uh, a guy going into a wood chipper feet first. Just imagine Cody in the pitch meeting. So this is like a really harrowing World War II drama about a young boy who loses both of his parents to the Nazis. But uh, the Nazis have a wood chipper, <laughs> and he puts them in feet first, and it hurts them. Like, oh, right, cool, you know, here's 150 million. What do you want your next movie to be? This is a workplace. Well, com- this, this is a workplace comedy set in Chicago. Young Michelle is starting out at the ad agency, and she's got a really tough boss. So what does she do? She puts some feet first new wood chipper. 
<laughs> oh, very interesting. Tra- very interesting. Is are there any ad- ad- adapted properties that you want to do? I want to do a, uh, I have a, a film version of uh, Evie White's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> oh <my> but <laughs> I have a retelling of the Bible, and instead of getting crucified, Jesus goes into a whichever feet first. You're the best director ever, Cody. Uh, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, first. Boom. Uh, all right. Any, any final likes, dislikes? You know, little notes, little things you. Wanted to bring up uh, two th- two things. Just wanted okay. to talk about. So Colin Firth, he's back. Obviously, he's back in this movie. He died in the last one. No, he didn't. Uh, Harry, uh, would you would would you guys think about the way they handled it? Could have done better. They shouldn't have killed him in the first one. Tbh. I mean, I it, I didn't made, mind that they killed him in the first one. It made a lot of sense, and you know, of the of the bullshit. Oh, this guy didn't actually die. There that we got in movies. Sense, yeah. It was like, oh no, we put this thing around him and we released nanobites or whatever to like preserve everything and he still lost his eye, but like we you know, recuperated him. Like that's stem cells do that, don't they? I guess. Um, sure. I I was down I mean it's not logical by any means. Like I'm sure there's I'm sure anybody who knows anything about biology is gonna be like, Well that's bullshit but it, it fit within this universe. I just they just can't do it again, that's the thing. If they're like, Oh, we killed him again or we killed whatever again then we're gonna bring him back. It's like, no, bring Mark Strong don't. back. It's like, yeah, we, we we got his foot, and we just kind of made the rest of him. I don't know. It's like, okay, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, what, you liked it, Josh? Yeah, I thought, I thought it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It, got a, um, it gave us an excuse for another cute puppy, yeah. too. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, maybe they can bring uh, what's-his-name back, because I don't want him dead. Um, well, he stepped on the landmine. There's Merlin. not much you can do. Uh, are you talking about no, the dog? They can, you know, make, use a, you can, they can use it. No. Uh, Mark Strong's character. He's stepped on the landmine. I think he's well gone. Yeah, there's nothing. He's at, well, they can use that like, goo to just like, put a, put a, they can put all his little pieces back together. I don't know. Um, I don't think they can. Let's may, prove it. Shit. Have you tried it? Oh, boom. Science. <laughs> yeah. What else, Josh? Um, I, also, I, I also like the music. I like the score from the first one, I thought it was great. And this yeah, one, it was pretty, I thought it was just as good. It was so. pretty good. It had a nice theme. The use of music was good too. The not use as, of uh... yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, not as bad as the use of Fox News as a, as a legitimate news source. That was yeah. Like, that okay. I wonder why Fox News because it's a 20th century Fox movie. Oh, there we go. Like, ugh. I thought the same thought. I was like, huh? They use Fox News, but they didn't make it a joke. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, because it's 20th century Fox. Oh. God, it's like wow, we were able to catch the f- only three minutes of like actual news reporting on Fox. <laughs> wow, what a what a great job, guys! We did it. Bring it, Fox News. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I have. I really dug the movie. So, Cody, when you hit up a grade, I'm gonna give this movie a seven. I'm gonna go seven and a half. I had a good time, Josh. Uh, I'm also gonna go seven and a half. Uh, watching, reading, listening to, Cody, anything? I watched um, eleven twenty two sixty three on Hulu. Ooh, how was it? Really great. James Franco is a good actor. In case you didn't know that, um, it's, it was really good. It was fun. Alternate history. I love Cold War America. So sticking me in nineteen sixty two is great. Sixty three takes place in nineteen sixty two mostly. 
Doesn't it? Isn't it about the JFK assassination? Uh, yeah, but it mostly takes place in 1962. Ew. Well, that's a very, that's a very misleading title, then. It's not, the, the main event happens on November 22nd. But it's not 11-22-62, Cody. I just <laughs> But, no, I haven't been to check that out. I've blu-rays or the dvds at soundgarden for like 10 bucks i've been like i gotta i definitely would pick it up yeah it's worth it yeah i think so too cool josh what about you (laughs) said what about you what do you watch to read what have you watched read and listened to oh um what what did i what did i watch read and listen to um like i did i watched something what did i watch that's right. I watched Rosemary's Baby. Driver. That was terrifying. Um, it's really, you... really creepy. Definitely don't want to get pregnant now, there's right? A, there's a Satan baby. Um, I. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no pregnancy. No, no children. I'm just gonna live alone. Forever. So you, you can't even live alone with a bunch of cats too, because because you hate them. That's peak sadness. Or valley sadness, I guess. Uh, so I guess you have to have a family because if you can't encroach on my living alone with a bunch of cats territory, bro. Sorry, I'm not allowing that. That's what I thought. What about you, Mason? What have you watched, read, listened to? Honestly, not much since we last talked. I saw I watched Pan's Labyrinth last night, but what's that? Know. It was I've good, but that. it was yeah, it was okay, but you know, it was, it was Spanish subtitled. It was like, or it was done in Spanish, so I had to read English subtitles all the time. And Woof. usually, usually I throw in subtitles just to like see how a line is written, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, just see how it's written as opposed to how it's said and stuff like that. So, but this one, it's like, ah, uh, they weren't speaking English, so I kind of have to read the whole thing instead of watching it. So it kind of got t- tricky in that aspect, but. Overall, it's really good. It's Guillermo del Toro. He's got a new movie coming out, so I want to check it out. And I can definitely recommend it, especially if he speaks, speaks Spanish, like Pedro Pascal can. Yeah, nice. nice. Brought it around. Brought it right around. Right around. And that's about it. Yeah, haven't really done much else. Just chilling. Just chilling. So that's going to do it for us, I think. Next week is is big, Cody. Guess so. Next week's real big. Ugh. I don't know what, I don't know what a hundred is in Spanish, but I'm assuming it's got an un in there somewhere. So we'll just hope for the best. Um, but ho- top hundred favorite or top hundred? No, Whoa, fuck that! Buddy. Yikes! No, <laughs> hi, episode one hundred, top fifteen favorite movies. It's going down for real. Da 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 da. I'm so excited. I'm my list is set. I just need to figure out the order. Let me just preface this now. Um. It's fluid, so no particular order. Well, okay. No, here's what we agreed on. This is just your list at this moment. This is not defin. It's not a definitive list. Just when we, when I hit record at whatever time next week, that's your list at that moment. It, mine's not going to be in order. Josh, we've talked about this. <laughs> it's not going to be in order. We've had four weeks of therapy. Don't throw that away. Please. Just 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 do it. Just do it. I'm literally going to read them out in whatever order I decide to pick the next one. How why can't you commit to anything? That's what I want to know. 
That's why he doesn't want to have a family. I have, he can't commit to one. I have commitment Boom. issues. Boom. I'm not asking for... The list can change, my dude. The list can change. But it will change, it will change by the from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. It That's fine. That's okay. That's the point of doing a favorite movies list. Fav- top 15 oh, that, favorite movies are you doing, right now. Um, honorable mentions, or should we just stick to the 15? Oh, I've got, I need to have honorable mentions. Or else yeah, I'm going to cry. Yeah, 15 of them. Yeah. Fucking guy, listen behind the scenes drama at the Real Flix podcast. Next week, we'll get all the answers to our questions, and I'll probably blow a gasket just out of pure. But it's number ten; it has to be your tenth fave, you know, all that. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Th- That'll be fun. That'll be a fun little. Uh... Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. So. <sighs> so until next time. Boy. Until the hundredth time. You can follow us at underscore Real Flix on Twitter. From now till forever. Not till forever. In this movie purgatory. You can follow us on underscore Netflix on Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. All that good stuff. And until next time, the hundredth time, Josh, Cody, <laughs> take it easy. Bye bye bye. Mark Strong, take us away. Oh, wait. Say bye, Josh. <laughs> take me off. Um, mm. Josh. <laughs> You're making me do more editing? Damn you. <sighs> Good meme though. Take us away, long, Mark Strong. Long, West Virginia, Mount Mama, Mama, take me home. You guys are ruining his song. Country road. We don't have a full orchestra behind us. We can't ruin it. <laughs> We're singing from the heart. Sing along. Just let Mark sing. Just let Mark sing. Country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama.